Hey, welcome again to yet another conversation piece where Brad and I just kind of chill out, talk about whatever's on our heads and minds at the moment, as if there's a separation between heads and minds. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it literally could be something on my physical head and it's not on my mind and I have no idea what I'm saying, proving once again, I am terrible at these introductions. This is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is is not about us. All right. Well, if the introductions are why you keep stopping by to hear us every week or whenever we put these out, I'm very, very sorry. So, Brad, why don't you let... The one who this is about have his place today. Yahweh. Here we are sitting down to discuss things of you. But uh, we would like it if you were here with us. So, you know, we truly are making this about the one that it's about. Absolutely. Be here, God. Be our honored guest and help us help us talk about the things that you feel are important whether they be fun, whether they be serious, whether they be urgent, whatever it might be, as long as it's from you and it's what you want us to talk about, help guide us down that path. And as always, the hope is this glorifies you. Throw us out and take the mic and speak your own words if you want, because we are nothing without you. We love you. We honor you. We cherish you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, We're back. I lost my place. Where are we? Okay. It doesn't matter. This is a conversation. We can talk about anything we want. Can't we? All right. In that case, what's on your mind? Because mine is somewhere else. Whoa. (laughs) A lot just happened. Okay. Well. This um... is free form. I'm allowed to go. (laughs) And I'm gone. (laughs) So gone. Well, I'll start with podcast business. I don't think that's going to be an official addition to the conversation, but I'm going to start with that. Uh, Woohoo! As of this moment, no, that would be lying, Brad. Um, as of an hour and a half ago, there you go. Everything had been edited and is up on the website. All right! Yay! That is awesome. <laughs> The reason I said it would be lying if I said that now is because we have recorded just a, we just recorded a Genesis study, and now of course we're doing the conversation. That's right. But uh, it would be really difficult to have this up before we <laughs> recorded it fully. Well, <laughs> maybe we should try that. <laughs> Go to live on Facebook. Ooh, no. Um, but I have uh, got them all up and running, and the goal now is to stay on track. Um, so these don't get posted a month after we talk about them, and and uh, we are being a little more current eventy. <laughs> Speaking of current, uh, this is Wednesday, October seventh. For those of you who are listening, whenever you're listening, uh, October I should say October seventh, two thousand twenty. I keep forgetting these are going to be out there, and you might be listening to them in the year twenty thirty or whenever. Uh, that. I don't know why. I I understand the concept. I I've lived many years of my life. I've read books that were written hundreds of years ago. I understand, but it still blows my mind that what I'm doing right now, what I'm saying into this microphone could be heard by someone 5, 10, 15 years later. I don't know. It just it gets me. Even months later, like I was uh, looking at the analytics of the website and someone was just listening to Revelation 1, and I momentarily panicked because I'm like, oh, my goodness, people are actually listening to me. And I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't necessarily want ah! that. <laughs> don't oh, necessarily wait. want I, that. I did that I, on purpose, didn't I? But yeah. I do want that. It's, it's, a, weird, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. But, but uh, yeah, that, how many months ago did we record Revelation 1 now? It's, you know, better part of a better part of this year anyway. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that just that's just weird to me. That uh, we now have uh, a backlog. <laughs> we have a, a catalog. <laughs> yeah. It does. It feels weird to me, too. Um, I remember, I, I don't know if I've shared this before on the podcast. I know I've shared it with Brad. So if this is a repeat, I'm sorry. I forget 
what I've said and who I've said it to all the time. But as you know, I have said this. I do a comic book too called Spirit Man. I remember being at uh, my very first Comic-Con as a presenter and the artist Paul turns to me and says, you know, now you have street cred. And I remember thinking to myself, I have never <laughs> in my life ever considered that I would have anything approximating street cred. And and it's just weird to to feel like I've got a comic book and a podcast. On that same note, it's I recently bizarre. started uh, recently started my new job and and you know anytime you have a team meeting and they do that thing where you all right uh, tell us your name uh what your previous yeah. job was and something interesting about you and i never in my life had anything interesting to say this one came along and it was like i have a podcast <laughs> whoa yeah. i've got something interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just silly for me to think about this and and uh and as we said before, it is humbling. This is not egotistical. It's just it's just mind-blowing to know, oh my goodness, God, you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. It's not it's not us. If it if it was up to us, Scott, if we if we didn't have the spirit, what would we be doing? We'd probably be playing video games or something right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it was up to us, honestly, we would probably we would this would probably be the furthest thing from what we would be wanting yeah. to do. But in fact, it's one of the tenets of my temperament is I don't want people to notice me. Yeah. Oh, and especially my voice. Uh, I've talked about that before. I won't go into it, but having my voice out there, Uh having my opinions out there too, that sometimes scares me because we're living in an age where you say the wrong thing and people are going to jump on that. And and so, I mean, it is a worry sometimes that I have Uh recorded it. It's out there. Uh, once you put something on the internet, it never really goes away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... That is a very good lead-in to what I'm going to talk about next. Oh. Well, uh, I'll just finish my thought real quick. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that that sobers me up and makes me do this is because I truly am in love with the God of the universe. And... Amen. I do think that Absolutely. this is important. And I do think this does... Probably not every single podcast we do, but... I'm sure more than most, they they do bring him glory. And that's what I want to do. I want to bring him glory because he's awesome and he deserves it. But. No, 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 no. Uh, Thank you for finishing that. And I absolutely want to bring him glory every time. God, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Glorify yourself. This is not about us. Never will be. At least it never should be. Uh, If it is. I apologize now uh, for when that will happen. But you talked about saying something that years later might be heard and anger somebody. Well, oh my gosh. I I got to tell you, something just upset me that uh, happened to me earlier in the week and that I found on the net that someone forwarded to me. And... I, it's something I had to calm down about. I, If I would have come on and done this podcast like an hour after this happened, I would probably be ranting and raving and just going on a tirade about it. And I'm glad we didn't record right away. Let uh, me just stop you real quick. Um, our listeners who don't know you as well as I do, that's pretty major. <laughs> I'm the more emotional one. I'm the one more likely to to go off the handle for for something so if that's how you were feeling about whatever you're going to talk about um then i i would just say hey that that's whatever this is it's going to be big uh well it was for me anyway um now brad you know i sent you out uh earlier in the week i sent you a link toby mack we talked about him before he put out a new video and I believe the song is called I'm Sorry, A Lament. Have yep. you checked that out? Yep, I just did. Okay. Um, and I thought it, it was just speaking to me and my heart, that that particular song. And it's not one of his flashiest. It's not one of his... I, I, I'm, 
from a technical aspect, I wouldn't call it one of his best songs uh, in the sense that uh, the lyrics are very simple. It's just very kind of straightforward. But I so loved it and I so appreciated it because it was heartfelt. It was simple and sincere. See, for someone like me, I consider it awesome on an emotional level. Yeah. You're not going to dance to it. <laughs> you know, no. but uh, it's not move. It's not. It's not one of those more high energy dance songs. But, but on an emotional level, it had a different impact, but a similar impact. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was simple. There, there are songs that are simple because you feel like the artist didn't know any better, and it's just not very well done. And then there are songs that are simple. And they're elegant because of it. And it was an intentional artistic decision that makes the song better in its simplicity. And this, this I felt, fell into that category. Uh, but the lyrics, I, the lyrics are literally, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so sorry. So, you know, it's, that's what I mean by saying, uh, at least that's the chorus. Uh, it's not you know, uh, incredible, fantastic, twisting wordplay that Toby Mac is is known for in in some of his songs. You understand what I'm saying by that, Brad? Yeah. But emotionally, you're right. I was there. I was just hooked in it and and just with him in in this lament, Uh, not just for America, but for myself and my part in it and wanting to personally... Just tell God, I'm sorry, and I want to be better, and, and to wake us up in what the song says. But I sent this out to a few people, and I got a response back from someone that just said, Hey, be careful. Toby Mac is a known Illuminati agent. And they sent links. Now, from what I found out, this story is like, almost a decade old which is why you were talking about you know angering someone you know after this is out there for a while and i checked it out and i started to look at these videos of so-called proof and okay here's what i'm gonna do the first video was literally like uh, a minute 20 seconds long and it was just a real quick hit I'm going to give you the entire thing verbatim. What I'm about to say is an absolute quote of the entire thing. And I'm just going to get your reaction to this, Brad. Now, in in the song, I'm sorry, in this quote, they're going to quote Toby Mac, part of his lyrics. So I will quote that too in the place. Uh, So here's the entire thing. Toby Mac, listen to his song, Ill am I. Ill am I, ill am I, ill am I, ill am I, and you. Illuminati coming through. Ill am I, ill am I, ill am I, ill am I, and you. Illuminati coming through. What sounded suspicious? That's right, the M. Michael Jordan has an M in his name. It's very suspicious that both Toby Mac and Michael Jordan both have an M in their name. Wait a second. Michael Jordan has four syllables. Toby Mac Yo also has four syllables. Toby Mac has six main albums. Michael Jordan has 13 letters in his name. Four plus four equals eight. Eight plus six equals 14. 14 minus 13 equals one. The Illuminati has one eye. Toby Mac equals Illuminati confirmed. That was the entirety of the Toby Mac is a confirmed Illuminati agent. Do you start to see why I was getting so furious yeah. about this? <laughs> okay, okay. So first of all, that's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously. <laughs> Second of all... Um, okay, I guess I'm not going to go the angry route because here's what I'm thinking. Of course the enemy has to say, that has to defile this man, has to bring him down because he's doing God's work, plain and simple. Yeah, so that's, 
That is the main reason, and and I discussed this with my family earlier, and my son had a lot of great <laughs> things to say about it. But first of all, one of the things my son said, and I tried to confirm this, I tried to dig further into this. My son listened to that, and he goes, this is either obviously a troller who is just trying to spew hatred, or this is a practical joker. He said the person who created this can't be serious. It's just too ridiculously stupid. Uh, now, the problem was I the person who created this is not the person whose website I found it on. The website that got sent to me was a, from what I could tell, I tried to research it more, and I'm not going to give the name of it, uh, because I think they're legitimately trying to be good. I think they pulled this thinking it was a legitimate warning to people. And I, uh, it was upsetting me and infuriating me because I felt like someone attacked my own son. I, someone, someone, Toby Mac is, is, he's part of my Christian family. Uh, we've talked about him before, and in fact, I'm not going to do a shout-out in this conversation as I usually do because I'm going to spend so much time talking about Toby Mack. I felt that any other shout-out be just kind of drowned out. I'm kind of reiterating my shout-out that I gave him in a previous podcast. I did that shout-out for a reason, and and Brad, you can agree, you've agreed with me, uh, and you just said it. The man has good fruit. He's not perfect like every other human being. But he has a heart that is crying out for God. And he has a heart that's chasing Jesus Christ. And to attack him in that way, as much as he's given to me, as much as he's meant to me, as much love and passion for God that he has shared with me, when I heard this, I got furious because it was like, how dare you come after my family? Absolutely. He, he's our brother. He's our brother in Christ, any way we look at it. And I, while, while you've been talking, I looked it up myself, and I have found something. They're also trying to claim that the cover uh, to one of his albums, which features an eye, mm-hmm. is the eye of Horus, or the all-seeing eye, which is, again, tied to the occult and the Illuminati. Toby himself had to make a statement about this, and this is, this is uh, I'll, I'm going to read this. Though the world can twist almost anything for bad, my intentions were pure regarding the focused eye in my artwork. I am an athlete, and my dad always told me to keep my eye on it in the context of focusing on the ball. So that's where this album title originated. Then, translating the anthology to life, fixing my eye on what matters to me, Jesus and my walk with him. I also love the verse, Matthew 6.22, Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But So this is, this, is, this is the people who twist Scripture. I'm glad you said that because I had that, that exact quote right here, and I was ready to say it too, and you just brought that up. We're on the same page. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a man that... Uh, this is a man using scripture truthfully and honestly, telling us how it has affected him and his walk with life. And so now you have the others mm-hmm. that twist it to their own nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that's what's going on here. He's, he's, you're right. He's got good fruit, yeah. so we gotta, we got to tear him down. And that's just it right there. He's got good fruit. When we're... The reason... <sighs> I, when I calmed down and really started thinking about this, uh, because like I said, the, the website that I went to where I found some of this that got forwarded to me, check check this out, for, I, I kept researching it. It looked like it was coming from people who were legitimately trying to bring Jesus to people, who were legitimately trying to help. And, and very possibly, I don't know who they are, I don't know who's listening to them or paying attention, who very possibly are helping people we're all not perfect guys i'm a podcaster i'm saying you're listening to me right now obviously if you're hearing this um you know how guys if you've listened to every piece we've put out there there are places that you disagree with me on 
and things where I get it wrong, I've gone back, my very second podcast in Genesis, I made a correction to something I had screwed up in the first one. I misspelled Breshit. And, you know, I acknowledge I have error and I'm not going to get things right all the time. I'm not claiming that these people should be perfect and because we found them not to be, we should crucify them, which is why I'm not telling you who they are because I don't want people to attack them unfairly. We all screw up. Guys, we are called to be watchmen and to look out for the evil, but this is not being a watchman. This, I mean, you. I, I said the whole thing. I quoted the entire proof that he's Illuminati and it was ridiculous. This is, this is not proof. This is not seeing the facts of the enemy army coming. This, this, is, this is seeing paranoia and fear and, and uh, calling it uh, something else. And, and we're going after the wrong thing when we do this kind of thing. That's primarily why I wanted to bring this up. We shouldn't be just lunging and jumping and and so on a witch hunt trying to look for evil that we automatically see it everywhere and we tear everything down. This is one of those situations to me where you got to really let the spirit work. We can test the spirit. We can see if it's from God or not. Uh, And I think that's what you just need to do here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I... I tested it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I my spirit is telling or the spirit is telling me that no, yeah. that's that 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 is wrong. What saddens me though is now that is out there and so whoever sent it to you exactly. has had their opinion tainted mm-hmm. by ridiculousness. Yeah. And that that's what was again what am I going to say that 10 years later someone's listening to, oh, God, I hope it's you. God, I hope it's the Holy Spirit. And I hope I'm not falling into this kind of trap that I'm just jumping on something. Now, I get it. When you see evil, when you see legitimately the plans of the enemy, if you're the watchman, you are to let people know. Because if destruction comes upon you and you saw it coming, and destruction, the Bible says if destruction comes upon the people and you saw it coming and said nothing, then the punishment that is reserved for the evil one in that day will also come to you because you failed in your duty to warn the people to prepare. This is not that. And ex- this is exactly what's going on. I sent that Toby Mac video out to a few people. One of them responded, hey, be warned that Toby Mac is actually this evil person, that tells me the person that it that this warning came from, that the originator, because basically the warning got forwarded, got forwarded, got forwarded, came to me. There's someone out there deceived. There's someone out there that this kind of foolishness is actually deceiving and it is dividing us, the body of Christ, against ourselves. And that's the plan of the enemy. The enemy knows a house divided cannot stand. And he's trying to get us to hate each other. He's trying to get us to attack each other. And that's what upset me, is whoever created this is causing that kind of division and that kind of blindness in the body of Christ. I wasn't, I wasn't angry at the people who forwarded it to me. I was angry at the people who created this garbage in the first place. And then that got me thinking, I shouldn't be angry with them. I should be angry with the deceivers behind them. So this, this had somewhat of a convicting thing in my heart too, is I, I had this anger, you know, how dare you go after Toby Mac, my brother. And then I felt we were just talking about in our uh, Genesis podcast, how Eve must have felt when Cain and Abel, uh, that whole situation happened. She, Of course she felt for her murdered child, but she also loved the child who did the murder. And God kind of had to convict me too and say, hey, yeah, they're the ones attacking Toby Mac, but they're also deceived. And they're also loved by me. And I had to step down. And I'm so glad I did before I podcasted because I might have come out here and just ranted and railed at this, this horrible, uh, stupid people 
when it's not. It's the horrible, stupid, deceiving enemy that's messing with all of us. If anything, I think that gives more credit to Toby because if he's got if he's being attacked, if he's if he's being dragged down, then yeah. that means he's on to something. He's mm-hmm. getting truth out there in some way. Uh truth there. <laughs> I uh my imagination sometimes run away runs away with me. And one of the things that I had thought of was on the website there's a there's an ability or there there's a, a way that I can make it so people can actually download our podcast if they want to keep them. Um, I don't know why you'd want to, but if you wanted to, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have that option. I can allow you to download it. But then my mind immediately went to, well, then what if they edit it? What if they, what if they take something out of context? And I've decided just now, just now I've decided that's dumb. I'm not going to live with that. If if you want to take our podcasts and you want to uh, edit them and, and take something out of context to try to prove a point. Well, then I'll feel good because I'm being attacked. And then that means I must be doing something right. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for that. I, in fact, uh, I just spoke about spirit man earlier. I, I told Paul, I said, I will know we're successful when we start getting hate mail. Yeah. Now, I don't want to uh, beat a dead horse. Like I said, my purpose is not to so much defend Toby Mac in this instance, because this thing is a decade old almost, and from what I've seen, it's been defended, it's been debunked, it's been, you know, uh, Toby Mac is not. But for those of you who are listening to this for the first time and have heard this for the first time and are saying, well, wait a second, you know, that song is talking about Illuminati. You know, where you haven't even mentioned that. Are you just glossing over it? Here's another quote from Toby Mac that'll just, I'm just going to end it with this and move on. Illumi was originally done by an artist called Soul Junk. I talked to Glenn Galaxy, the songwriter, a lot before I put that song on the record because I wanted to know exactly what he was writing about. It's the only song I've really ever covered. I just loved the feel and the flow of it so much. It's just raw hip-hop. What people should know about this lyric is that ill am I actually means broken am I. The next line says and you, Illuminati coming through. Illuminati is defined as persons possessing or claiming to possess superior enlightenment. So when I talked to Glenn, he confirmed that the song was really speaking out against a Pharisee-type attitude like holier-than-thou. So the chorus is saying, broken am I and you, those who claim to possess superior enlightenment are coming through. As in, you're spiritually enlightened, you have it all together, sarcasm implied. But of course, they really don't, and the song stands to remind us that we're all broken. Obviously, I've been made aware that there's supposedly a secret society called the Illuminati that dates back for years, but I don't know much about it beyond that. I know I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and that neither the song Ill Am I not the album network, nor the album network was intended, I'm sorry, nor the album artwork was intended to refer to that usage of the word Illuminati. It just has nothing to do with my world or following Jesus or raising my kids and loving my wife. And as far as defending Toby Mac specifically goes, I'm just going to end it there. I'm not going to keep talking about it. But as far as, guys, we got to get this right. And when we're wrong, we got to recognize we're wrong and change our message and, and keep pressing forward. God is perfecting us slowly, day by day. And uh, we need to embrace that correction and embrace that, that growth and, and keep moving. Let's not be attacking ourselves as much as we can help it. Now more than ever. Now more than ever, we cannot have division. We've got to be standing together. And just, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. But I just think it's interesting. Toby Mac is kind of um, edgy. Mm-hmm. You know, so part of me wonders if he's not your typical Christian. He's a oh. little more edgy. <laughs> if that's why, you know, maybe it even came from in-house, you know. Yeah. Which... But anyway, uh, Toby Mac, we think you're great. Yeah. We appreciate your word. Now, kind of going back 
I'm, I am I'm getting off topic by staying on topic, which is kind of weird here. <laughs> but you mentioned something earlier about, you know, uh, well, anyway, I had this thought too. Uh, I was listening to, oh my gosh, now, I, now I'm on this ill am I and I forgot all about it. Oh, oh, um, it was a DC Talk song. Uh, DC Talk being, uh, Toby Mac was one of the members of DC Talk uh, back in the day. Boy, it feels weird for me to say back in the day. I still think of myself as 12. But the song is What If I Stumble? And it kind of refers to what we're talking about here. We're, we all screw up. Uh, but the, the first few lyrics of that song are, is because they're singing, uh, they're artists, they're musical artists, and they're talking about that, and they say in the song, is this one for the people? Is this one for the Lord? Or do I simply serenade for things I must afford? And oh, I, should, I, should, I want to say, the song goes on to say, you can jumble them together, but the conflict still remains. And holiness is calling in the midst of courting fame. And those words just kind of hit me with this podcast. And I was thinking, guys, it's not about us. And I don't want it to be about us. But the fact is, you're listening. Uh, you are listening now. I, and it just kind of got me thinking. It's difficult sometimes to even... I just tried to imagine if, what if suddenly we got a million listeners? Would I, would that change me? I hope not. But the simple fact is, you know, I haven't experienced that. I can't say certainly. Uh, I don't know, Brad. I can't say exactly what would happen, but I have prayed frequently that the podcast grows, not for any personal reason other than if the podcast grows and more people are listening, then more people are helping us to glorify God. Yeah. That's, that, I, I would hope that if suddenly we got super popular and, and (laughs) extreme exaggeration here, but we can quit our actual day job, just focus on the podcast. We become a brand, we grow, we, and, 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 and that's our lives now, that we would still stay at the root of what all of this was about. Yes. That it's always not about us. But you're right. You can't say for sure what would happen mm-hmm. um, if, unless that situation does happen. But I think you and I have a fairly good foundation with God. I think we have a pretty good foundation in our relationship with God, and I think we could keep it there. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things I... I I, I ponder so many things. Oh, me too. But but it is. It's just that uh, I was listening to that song the other day, and and appreciating them, you know, because I always listen to that song as you know they're singing it. They are artists. They're famous, and they're they're ta- singing about these struggles. You know, uh, I'm I'm doing this for God, but at the same time, I've become famous for it. Mm-hmm. And there's that there's that struggle. Uh, you know, trying to stay true to God. Uh, doing, you know, doing this that the world loves, you know, and and where's my balance? What what am I consciously doing? It's like for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm a part of that, and and I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but just the simple fact that you know, like I said, I have the comic book, I have a podcast. People are listening to me in very small numbers to a small degree. But I do have an audience. Brad, you have an audience. It's not about us. And we are trying our best to present Yahweh and and the Holy Spirit and Jesus out there for everyone. But the fact is, it is us on the mics right now. I I struggle with that. And and I guess right now, top of my head, guys, if you're listening, please pray for me. Pray for Brad. You know, pray that it always stays that way because uh, you are family. We need you. You know, if you're listening to us, we've said it before. Uh, if you're listening to us and you're getting something from us and you're thinking, what am I giving to you? You're you're giving me everything. No, guys, we need you. Just pray for us. Keep us in your prayers. Oh, absolutely. The most you could do for us is pray for us. 
It's no small thing. Uh, you're the one that told me um, about a story about someone who basically just said, well, I'll pray for him. It's the least I can do. Wayne Watson. And then it's, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the most you can do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. If, if uh, you have a moment to include us in your prayers, that moment is the most that you could do for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Because, I mean, think about it. Uh, what can you do for us right now? You, the listener, what can you do for us? Think about that. I don't know what that is because I don't know who's listening, but you imagine what you could accomplish if you gave us everything you had right now, absolutely everything. But if you pray for us, activate what God can do for us. It's like, hey, I'll, you know, selfishly, unselfishly, logically, illogically, emotionally, whatever, on on every level, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I'll take what God's got for me. But anyway, like I said, it's a conversation piece, rambling, going wherever. Uh, Brad, you got anything? I kind of dominated with that whole Toby Mac thing early, but uh, you got anything you wanted to throw into this that I, I hope I'm not ignoring? I do have something. Um, okay, let's ignore it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> um, I do have something. It might take a moment because I got to read some stuff. Sure. Um, but anyway, let me preface this by saying this. I'm not getting political, okay? I don't care if Trump wins, Biden wins, if Democrats, Republicans. I don't care because... I know who actually sits on the throne and the plan is going to unfold the way it has to unfold. So this is not me being political, but I have a shout out. Mm -hmm. And just because I just think this is really, really cool. Uh, My shout out is for the secretary of state, Michael Pompeo and secretary of state, uh, the the United States, uh, United. I, I forget. We have listeners. That, in, I, I just want to. Yeah, I oh, just want to make sure we do um, have uh, out out of out of country listeners. So just actually, yeah. we we pretty much have more out of country listeners, <laughs> which is I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't. I, I I'm sure you do the same thing. You probably forget that there is a much bigger world out there. But I I, I I'm realizing I, sh- I I should be more careful of that. It's easy to do for all of us. I am super appreciative for all of you in Ireland and Germany and Vietnam, and Taiwan and all of these places that keep tuning in. Um, very 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 excited that you are here. Um. So yes, the Secretary of State of the United States of America recently visited a. Baptist Church in Plano, Texas. It was on September 20th, uh, 2020. And he had some comments um, about our country that I just want to share um, because I, well, I'm in agreement, but I'm also just happy that there's somebody, that there's somebody talking about these things in the current state of our country. Um, and I'm going to read, I'm going to read some of it and then uh, I'll skip some of it because he had quite a bit to say, but I want to get to the heart of it. Go for it. Uh, the first thing is he, he's at this church, and the first thing he says, look, it, it put an enormous smile on my face to come in here today to see the parking lot full of big trucks and see the pews filled with Christian believers, followers of Jesus. This is the America that I know, and that is the America that I love. Now, he goes on to talk about, he kind of gives a resume of what he's done um, in politics and, and whatnot. But uh, he's got one little story here that I'm very much appreciated. Just a little over three years ago, I was the director of the CIA. I was traveling to a pretty difficult, dark place in the world. I was, well, I climbed off the airplane. It was the middle of the night came down the steps and an older gentleman reached out his hand to me and we shook hands and into my hand he placed a small palm-sized bible kind of tattered i grabbed it i didn't know exactly what it was i thanked him said hello and hopped on into my vehicle i got in the i got in the car and opened it up and there was a note from him inside the bible it said mr director you have been a light to me and to the world bless you I later learned that he was a State Department employee. 
I had no idea that someday I would lead his team. But I did know that for at least one person at that moment in time, I had been a beacon. I had been a light. I had shone for him. I tell you this story because this is what I want to talk about today. It's not because of something that I did. I tell you the story because it tells each of us about how we are... how we have a responsibility to model Christian behavior and to be a light onto the world. I am now America's most senior diplomat. I travel the world. I meet with people of many, many faiths. How America leads in the world is being watched, and there is an absolute responsibility to make sure that they understand our founding as a Judeo-Christian nation. And I believe deeply with all my heart that faith, faith in the public square, For each of us, faith in the public square is not only lawful, but righteous. That faith is not only powerful, but required by the American tradition. And especially, especially in these challenging times, keeping faith in the public square is not simply acceptable, but it's an imperative. Our president believes that, and the senior leaders of America believe that, and we every day strive to help all of us, for all of us who have a responsibility to keep faith in the public square, whether that's at home or at work or on the soccer fields with our kids or at a PTA meeting, wherever we may find ourselves, this is essential. It is an essential part of the American tradition. Well, I know you've got more there. Uh, you'll uh, go ahead and keep reading, but I just want to say I'm, I'm appreciating it. Now I'm skipping a little a little further. He goes. He tells a bunch of stories here, um, so I'm going to just jump ahead a little bit. Now he says, "We know, we know, America is at its best when faith is in the public square. We defend human rights inside of our borders and outside of our borders like no other nation in the history of civilization. And we're not perfect. I love that he throws that in there. And we are yeah. not perfect. We get it wrong sometimes. Indeed, in America, our Some of our greatest failings have been when we didn't acknowledge the place that faith must play in our lives. In America, we have a very broad, we have a very broad understanding. If you have no faith, and that is your choice, we rightly don't permit a national government to establish a state religion. But everyone in this room knows what nations look like when religious freedom is stomped out and faith in the public square is eliminated. There's examples that are ongoing today. We see what's happening in places like Cuba. Pastor Graham, that's the pastor of this church, spoke about the fact that I served as a young soldier on the West German-East German border. I sat in my tank and I could see the sullen faces of the East German people who lived in a communist police state. We know the horrors of Adolf Hitler and his godless regime. Today, sadly, millions and millions of people will still live under regimes that want to banish faith from the public square, or any notion of God from basic civic life. Today, perhaps, the most outrageous example is the Chinese Communist Party. Today, in the western part of China, a place that none of us might know, a place called Xinjiang, more than a million Chinese have been forced into internment camps, being surveyed 24-7, forced sterilization, forced abortions, today in the world in which we inhabit. They are submitted, subjected to torture, and worse. It's part of the Chinese Communist Party's constant attack on faith. It's a war on faith that's been happening for decades. The United States, for the first time in many years, is taking this on under President Trump in a serious way. Earlier this summer, I read a pleading message from a Chinese woman whose husband is a pastor imprisoned in China. She wrote to me, quote, Beloved brothers and sisters, I earnestly ask for your prayers for me and for my family. It has been over six months since my husband has been incarcerated. At first, he would make phone calls. I'd hear from him from prison. He would let me know that he is okay. Now the remaining hope that I have is painfully small, and my hope every day is to receive a three-minute phone call. All I have left is prayer. We unquote, we should be mindful of our responsibility, our duty, our obligation, and our capacity to keep our faith our light in the public square. As Christians, we're called to do that. We have the responsibility. It's fundamentally American, too. We should pray. That's the first of all things. I fill prayers. I get notes from people who say they're praying for me, and I can fill it. My wife, my son, we all appreciate it. Scott, that's what we were just talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, too, you should keep supporting the missionaries that come from your church and from others. They're doing remarkable work. I see it as I travel all around the world. 
They are bringing salt and light to some of the darkest corners of the world. But you can also do it in simple ways. In every interaction that you have, whether you're at church or at Bible study, at your work, or wherever you may find yourself, exercise your right to religious freedom. Be open. Be clear about who you are. Imagine millions of Americans of faith, all faiths, exercising these freedoms every day. Cumulative effect is massive, and it would empower me as the Secretary of State of the United States of America. You will be telling the world who we are as a nation. And two, you'll give nations that are torn apart by religious conflict hope that people of different faiths can live in unity. This is something we do here at, that is uniquely American. We can pass that on all around the world. And then, um, just because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Israel, I'm going to throw in just this last little bit here. Look, connecting faith to America's foreign policy is imperative. It's important. It's a good thing. I was reminded of that just this week, just this past week on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I was at the White House for a ceremony. The leaders of two Muslim nations made peace with a Jewish state of Israel. Many things that we did, many things that we did enabled that. The president made the decision to recognize this biblical land and Jerusalem as the rightful capital of that nation. But in the end, those leaders, both in public and in private, made very clear that they were adamant that their faith was at the center of this accomplishment, what it is we were collectively able to achieve. Even though these nations had and likely will have disagreements on many things for time to come, I am confident that their faith was what drove them to be able to get to the right place to make these good decisions for both of their peoples. And it is no coincidence that this historic agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates and Israel are known as the Abraham's Accords. Okay, so there was a lot there, but the biggest things that I love is here. We have, we have a politician, not afraid. We, way, I don't know how many conversations ago, we talked about this, about how we need more Christians in uh, the police. We need more Christians in politics. We need more Christians uh, as teachers. We need more Christians in e whatever your job is. We need, and you're a Christian, we need you in it. And here, here's a prime example of a man who is a Christian, and he is telling us as, uh, as a very important political figure that it is imperative that we exercise our, religious, our rights of religious freedom, and it's imperative that we do it socially, that we do it in the public square. I just was blown away by that. I have not seen anything like that from any politician for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's my shout out. I yeah. just I just appreciate the honest, open um, uh, communication that he gave, and I just appreciate his message. No, I'm on board with that. I'm I'm a little floored. Uh, I mean, like he mentioned about China and uh, other places in the world, they're receiving a lot more persecution than we are. But still, even here in America, I'm I'm stunned that. Uh, someone would dare come out with that uh, and make that statement because I know the attacks that are going to happen and the hatred from certain portions of the population that are going to come his way for a statement that bold and and so sir you have my respect and my thanks and my prayers yeah absolutely and it's amazing how some of the things that we were already talking about Mm -hmm. He 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 were also in his speech, you know, uh, the fear of of something that we say being <laughs> used against us. No, don't be brave. Put it out there. You know. Yeah. I just I consider that to be um, encouraging. But like I said, I don't want to be political because I know at the end of the day, whoever I vote for, it doesn't matter in the long run because who's on the throne? Yeah. But I appreciate, I appreciate his effort, that's for sure. Oh, very definitely. So, kind of a, not really a good segue into anything else uh, from that. Anything else on your mind you want to throw out there? Um, I think I'm feeling pretty good. That was the one thing I really wanted to mention. Okay. And uh, now you got me all riled up too, though. Because <laughs> the whole toe thing, I'm all riled up. But... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be riled up at the right people. Yeah, uh, there's the spirits behind it. But but uh, yeah, no, I, I I really wanted to share that. I thought that was important. And and 
I, I, I find this sad that then shortly after that, um, once I'm not being political again, <laughs> just kind of preface that. I hate that I have to preface that. Yeah. I should be able to have an opinion without feeling the fear that someone is going to attack me on it. You can have a different opinion than me. That's okay. Um, you can you can even not listen to any more further podcasts because I gave an opinion you didn't like. That's that that is okay. That is your right. But uh, something that followed after that that I noticed was. Um, the Secretary of State was then on a tour, and he had uh, he had plans to meet the Pope, but the Pope um, canceled the plans for the simple fact that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be used as a political tool for Trump's reelection. It had nothing to do with Trump. What it had to do was was uh, was talking about uh, China and and some some issues. Uh, that went behind with the Catholic Church uh, and uh, the support of a communist party and whatnot. And that's why he doesn't really want to meet with him. But you're not going to see that in the news. That all comes from other sources. Um, and st- and you, don't, you won't see this speech on the news. They can't really get that out there because, you know, there is such a heated political situation going on right now. So just pray. Pray for the people who are trying to do good. Um, and don't be afraid to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> in the public square. <laughs> well, um, I have a few more topics that I've written down that I, I thought could get us started if we were stagnant or throw something out there. But I'm thinking that that might just be kind of a good place to stop this. You know, I thought this was a, a good conversation. Uh, maybe some wrap-up points, you know, just again, you know, Pray, pray for us, pray for those in need, uh, pray for your friends, your family, your leaders, but but pray for the unknown, pray for, I don't know who this man is in China that uh, has been taken away from his wife, but he's a brother in Christ, I, I don't have to know him, God knows him and God loves him, and God loves that whole family and, and everyone in those situations across the world, pray uh, for yourself, Again, that we've talked about, you know, be a watchman, but pray for wisdom. Uh, pray, you know, when evidence presents itself, present it. But when there's no evidence to be had, don't fabricate it. And pray that you can discern between the two. You know, let God lead you in all things. And then you'll be right. When we start to take charge, just like Adam in the garden, when we start to say, God, you're not worthy to lead me. Uh, I've got a better idea for my future than you do. That's when things fall apart. So I guess we want to wrap this up now. I think that's a good, I think that's a good place. Okay. As always, I am Scott. And I am Brad. And this is not about us.